Yesterday, I watched a Canadian Heritage moment. And if you're listening to this show, you did too. But maybe you weren't wearing red. Maybe you weren't wearing the right colors for this. What if I told you there was a place that you could go to support the Canadian men's national team as they go on to the World Cup in Qatar wearing the jersey of your favorite player? Mina, do you think this website exists? It has to, right? It has to. And you know what? It does. You know what it's called, bro? There you go. ElmontYouthSoccer.com. When you go to ElmontYouthSoccer.com, the link is in our description. You can find the most prestigious jersey on planet Earth right now, the Canadian men's national team jersey, where you can put any name on the back. Any name on the back, dude. That's not just like, oh, so, but like, will I be able to get, because you know, from official fan shops and stuff, you can't just get anybody, right? It's like, okay, I guess I got to no. get like Jonathan David or Alfonso Davies. Those are your options. You got to pay. If you go to ElmontYouthSoccer.com, bro. You can get the heart and soul of the Canadian men's national team midfield. I'm talking Stefan Ustakio. I'm talking mm-hmm. Jonathan Osorio. I'm talking about the heart and soul of the team. Beyond, we're going to talk all about, can you tell that we're going to talk all about this? <laughs> when you go to ElmontYouthSoccer.com, pick yourself up a Canada jersey. That's right. And while you're there, you're going to be surprised by the sheer quality of jerseys that they have all around. The Canadian men's national team jersey is the best one on there. However... In terms of quality, they're all great. Enter the promo code TJW10 at checkout to save even more on your order. That code gets you 10% off and you're going to help support the show. And with that, we roll right in to this week's episode of the podcast. Was that high energy enough, bro? I feel like yeah, I wanted it to be high energy enough. People were able to tell the topic of today from that, or do you think that it's it's still you know beating around the bush a little bit? If they can't, I must refer back to the bro talk <laughs> segment that we had when we were talking about people not being able to read between the lines. Because I feel I'm like this was between the, between about the lines. as specific as I could be. So if you can't read the lines, <laughs> at least of all between them, then we got a serious problem here, bro. Yo, I'm so excited. We're going to talk so much about the Canadian men's national team today. Canada soccer, bro. Canada soccer is here upon us. And I could not be any more excited. I'm going to, I'm going to like proper just kick us off today because whenever we have our international break episodes, they tend to be a lot more bro talky than our normal ones. So mm-hmm. with that, I figured might as well bring everybody in off the top. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of the Jersey Wall Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mr. Nathan Santos. And with me, as per freaking usual... Brethren FC is reunited. Mina, golly's in the chair. Pharaoh 007. We are the Jersey Wall Podcast, and we're so excited to be here this week. Brethren, what's up, man? You know, it's this guy. I was just going to say, that's hey. actually my first segue. <laughs> I didn't talk about it on here, but I officially like petitioned to change your name to Iron Man Mina. Iron Mina. Hey, hey I'd love that. Where's the, where's the conjunction here? Where can we find something that works between blending the Iron, Iron Man? Pharaoh? The, like how the shut up! You didn't just think of that. No, how I long have you been thinking think it? You journaled that. I'm certain Genuinely, that if you, if I, I found not. a journal, you definitely have you know written pro wrestler names the and superhero. No. Names. There's no way we you just thought of the Iron the Pharaoh off the Isn't top of your head. That's the coolest name <laughs> that I've ever heard in my entire life. I thought Master Chef Ney was cool, right? Because your boy's master <laughs> cooking it up, Chef Ney. You know how we do it, right? Not just a chef, but Master Chef Ney. By the way, I had that moniker before the show existed, so I'm claiming yeah, it. Yeah. The Iron Pharaoh? Are you kidding me, dude? That's by far the coolest nickname. I just went with the Iron Spider from you know Tom Holland's Iron Spider. Yeah, yeah. Might as well. Come on. 
Come on. Yeah. Okay, make me one of those. Go. Without thinking. Make me one. Go. Don't think. Just say it. Make me one. Uh, the Are you arm, thinking? The, nope. The, the, I'm thinking we lost too much. It. Now I'm not thinking too much. Damn it. Damn it. <sighs> we caught lightning in a bottle. We couldn't do it twice. Chef. It can't be the Iron no. Chef. That's, that's a the, show too. Why are there so yeah. many shows? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, context is important here because you guys won't know Mina as well as I have. You're like, why is this guy talking about this? Mina is officially an engineer now. So now he can... Well, here's the thing. Does anybody listening to this actually know what an engineer does? I bet you the answer is no. We I all know like that it's very prestigious, don't. but we're yeah. like, oh, an engineer, cool. But like, this could just be a club where the en- engineers have convinced people to pay them copious amounts of money it's to just do things because yeah. we think that they're, that they're very, very smart. We don't actually, in fact, that could be the brilliance of it. You've just <laughs> convinced people that you're very, very smart and therefore you can collect checks, but no one actually knows what an engineer does. Am I, yeah, am I right to say this? I think I think so. I think a lot of people. I certainly don't. Know. I have no idea. Don't know what other engineers do, and that's that's mm. kind of hilarious to me. Mm. But it's it's always the same. Like everybody asks me, "Oh, what are you studying?" or "What do you do?" And I'm like, "Oh, I, I, I'm in mechatronics engineering." They're like, "Oh, it's always the same." Cool. Oh, what is that? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Follow up question: How what? <laughs> yeah. What the hell? You ever told me about that kid who I spoke to one time, and they're just like, "What?" <laughs> that's everybody talking to you anytime you tell them what you do so what do you do oh mechatronics engineering what 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 is that i have no idea oh, tell us oh, what that's is so cool what is it yeah basically it's like software and robotics and <laughs> mechanical into one so Sorry. if you're still awake i'd like you to know that i got my iron ring but that's pretty yeah. much it you know it's a, it's a very cult-like experience i'm sure other engineers who are or other canadian trained engineers are listening to us because did you mm. know this isn't only in Canada? This is not a US thing either. Yeah, if you hadn't told me because you have told me that before, or did you tell me that? I, I know one other engineer. Well, that I like know personally who would have relayed this information to me. If it wasn't <laughs> you, it was her who told me. Joe's girlfriend also got one of these. Oh, Bro, yeah, we're, we're just handing these out, man. What the hell? Dude, you know, okay, hang on. To... let's bring this back to TJW because you know what the funniest thing was? Tell me. Joe texted me after the freaking ceremony and yep. and I'm on the way to Copacabana. My friends and I right. picked up Copacabana and we went and it was, it was an amazing experience. But I get a text from Joe and he's like, yo, are you at this like uh, Kipling thing? I'm like, yeah, I just left. And I didn't, I thought you had told him because I was like, mm. oh, okay. I, I've never met Tia, but shout out to you. Right. And I didn't know what she did, but I knew that she was at Mac. So he's like, oh, yeah, uh, have fun, bro. I'm like, where are you? Are you at Ki- the Kipling formal? Because they had like a Kipling formal afterwards. Right. And my friends and I went, no, it's going to be dead. Let's just take our money, go spend it on like some nice all-you-can-eat food. Yeah. And it's amazing. And this guy, <laughs> Joe, just went... Yeah, I'm at the Kipling Forma. Like, I'm going to see Mina. I'm going to see all these people. That's and, hilarious. And they're not there. I'm like, Joe, why did you just tell me that you're going? Like, I would have just invited you and Tia to join the party. But Joe never yeah, commits Joe to plans, to bro. Formal. That's what it is, is that Joe cannot physically, he cannot commit to a plan. <laughs> so you can never say, Joe, why don't you come to the He'll be like, okay, okay, I'll let you know. Bet, bet. That's yeah. what Joe would say. Yeah, yeah, 100% of the time. 100% of the time. Yeah, and people Joe can go back event, and listen. And I was not. Yeah, wow. For for to celebrate engineers to celebrate and getting their iron ring. That's pretty crazy, man. So yeah. did and tell me, did you guys like put them all on and then you're like, look, uh, like the iron like the 10 rings of of Shang-Chi or were mm. you like this is extremely personal, no one can touch each other's like what is the state what is is it lucky? Is it like bad luck to touch another engineer's ring? No, we fist bump it. 
like each other That's with cool. the ring on the way out. That's, Does it clink? Cool. Make a nice clink. You tap it on a on a glass no, obnoxiously you when you're sipping and alcohol. You grab and you hit. Oh yeah, when I'm like when I'm grabbing anything now, it's like I forget that it's there and I just mm. grab the fridge door and it just goes clink. I'm like, ah. <laughs> damn, you're blinged up. Yeah. Honestly, I'm looking at your shirt and I'm not roasting you or anything, but I thought you would be sauced up. Like I thought once you put on a pinky ring, you just constantly be just. What did you say? You had a really good quote that you put in the Jersey Wall group chat. Oh, I was what like, was it, name me another, name me another de- degree that ices you up, <laughs> bro. That's what it is. That's a cold line. That is an absolutely freezing cold line. It's true, man. I didn't get anything. I got a, I got a little, a little hat when I graduated. Yeah, we're, I got we're my. Not, we're not a humble us engineers. No, it's, it's not. Like I've never. Met and it's just a Canadian ones in too. my life. Yeah. No, why would you? No one knows what they do. You're basically Barney. Please. <laughs> What do you do? Please, come on. Please. Come on. Don't get me started. Please, man. (laughs) Anyway, bro, congratulations on that. We have the Iron Pharaoh with us, the coolest name, circling back. (laughs) Freaking awesome. There's a lot to get into today, and we're going to talk all about the footy of it all. But first, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about what happened last night. And Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about Canada qualifying. I'm talking about this absolutely preposterous. Some people think it's fake. Some people think it's legit. Yo. (laughs) I I often don't like to entertain like news surrounding current events, but you and I are pretty big Will Smith fans. We have been lifelong, right? Yeah. We're just like, oh, Will Smith's a good guy. And Jenny Chris guy. Rock fans, to be fair. And Chris Rock fans, right? Two of them are like just, you know, prestigious gentlemen. Like we, we distinguished gentlemen. We're like, yo, these are some like cool dudes that everybody kind of grew up on knowing. And Will slapped the absolute piss out of him. And this was just, yeah. I, I just have to talk about it, if nothing else, just to be like, what the hell happened here? We're not going to bring you new analysis of this. We're just going to react like proper mid-20 guys to be like, yo, he slapped his lights <laughs> out, man. That's actually yeah. going to be the edit for today when I promote this on the Instagram. It's actually okay. going to be a meme using, <laughs> using that template. Uh, no back at him. Okay, no worries. I'll be, I know already on my role. I'll be Chris Rock. That's fine. No, 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 not even... <laughs> No, not of the actual slapping. I'm just gonna put words on the screen, like I did with uh, with Elmo doing cocaine last week. That still is one of the funniest edits. I thought it was hilarious, bro. I don't know if people were offended by it. I hope they weren't. Did if you think that was, was staged? No, no, I didn't think that was. It can't be bro, staged. I've been watching pro wrestling too long to know if it was staged. It was. It was a very real slap. So if right. he told him, bro, go slap him, fine. But he, it wasn't a fake shot. It wasn't a theater shot. He slapped the piss no, out of him. He definitely. You see the he, reverb like, in his enough. cheeks. He slapped him enough. It's not like too light that, and you said it perfectly. It's not too light that they start a fight, and it's not too hard that he like knocked the shit out of him. Right. You you put that perfectly. I think it was in like the Twitter chat. But yeah, yeah. It's it was just the right. Years of UFC watching that. He hit him hard enough to like let him know to just shake him. And bro, how Chris Rock is the ultimate professional man. Because he handled that really well. Bro, the video that I sent you. In the in the Jersey Wall Instagram group chat of Brian Callen, who's absolutely hilarious, one of the like biggest comedians on earth, played Bilson in, in How Me Your Mother, like just a, a known actor and comedian. He was like, now nah, he, he did a breakdown of like what Chris Rock should have done. I don't know if you watched this yet. <laughs> I did. This that was so hilarious. funny, just like blocking it, cross blocking. He's like, okay, now the last thing that he could have done is just immediately cower into Will's into Will's <laughs> chest, started crying to make him feel bad about hitting him. Oh my God, that had me on the floor, dude. Because I've, everybody talks a big game. Oh, bro, no one would ever do that to me. If Will Smith just slapped you open hand, palm slapped you across the face like that, I feel like it would just be like, well, why would know, you like do that? That, <laughs> that, that hurts so bad. That guy played Muhammad Ali. Like he knows how to throw a punch, right? Like he's done the training. <laughs> Yo, he's from the streets of zombies. West Philadelphia, yeah. born and raised, bro. This man's been throwing slaps since the Yo. mid-90s. Come on, bro. Slapping he landed a good right shot there, man. 
<laughs> he, he landed a good shot. And honestly, it was really funny to me that he ended up winning. And if it's yeah. stage, if it's stage, he deserves an Oscar for that performance because Bro. that, like, for that alone is Oscar worthy. Like he, he the intensity probably. at which he delivered the line, telling Chris Rock about, not to say his wife's name, mm-hmm. was the most. Conv- I I was intimidated. That, that Watching from is what the made screen. me think it's not staged. I was like, okay, no, he can't. That that's not the thing. Like, yeah, Will that's Smith beyond acting. Does bro. not swear because because no. you know, like he as he's one of the only rappers that never swears in his in his. Yeah. Song. But him swearing at the Oscars at an event like this is what convinced me that this is this is not fake. At a black tie event, bro. Yeah. Like people, and I read, I didn't read the article. I just saw a headline that somebody said like, oh, fellow Oscar stars are um, are outraged at what Will Smith done. Yeah, go tell him. Go tell him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he cares very much what you think about him right now. He did a, and it's interesting that people are divided on this, right? Half the people are like, that was totally unacceptable, which it is. You can't just go around open hands slapping people. But the other half are like, Damn, bro, that's some respect. That's a cold move right there. Somebody <laughs> said something you didn't like about your wife, and you went and just opened, calmly walked up, slapped the piss out of him, calmly walked away, and then let him know, don't ever do that again. Bro, yeah. we've all wanted to do that to somebody at everybody some point in our life. Even if it's not about your wife, whatever it is, everybody's wanted to at some point in their life just slap somebody with that intensity, that hard. Not so hard that you knock them out, yep. not so light that it ends up being a fight. Just enough to shake him and let him know. And Chris Rock's just like, Okay. Um, wow. Moving on. What's our category here? Um, doc- documentaries. No, the memes. The we memes roll the documentaries. Are hilarious. Like Bro. the content from memes is so, so fun. fun. Someone was like, <laughs> "I'm going to contribute to that today." I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this, but I don't know if like you could take this out. It's okay. But someone was like, <laughs> "Oh, I'm nervous." <laughs> They're handing out little statues of Jada at the Oscars today. Oh no! <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Dude, that's so me. Hey, you because gotta be careful because Will's gonna Will's come for you. not gonna smack the shit out of them. Oh my yeah. god, he's gonna come for you, bro. That's so bad. Somebody tweeted um, one of the YouTube channels that I watch, New Rockstar. Shout out New Rockstar. It's always breaking down Marvel content and stuff. Eric Voss, I guess, has COVID. The host of that, and he tweeted, oh, okay. "Feeling at the place in my co- in COVID right now um, that you're a host and you just insulted Will Smith's wife." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, that's where I'm at in my COVID recovery right now. I'm like, oh God, that's funny. All the memes that have come out have been absolutely hilarious. And anyway, I don't want to spend too much time about this, but I just thought it was worth a laugh to just for us to entertain it because bro, we have to bring it up. Yeah, we have to. But how could we not? It's going to be the edit for today. Come on, man. Anyway, bro. One more thing before we get into all the footy of it all. And boy, do we have footy of it all. I promise we're going to get to it. Is um, it's actually it's somewhat it's a good segue for the footy. You know how every week I've been updating you on how the TJW bites are doing. Yes, sir. Last time I told you, how many TJW Byte views did we have? Do you remember? 40,000? 40, yeah, somewhere in the 40s. Yeah, it 40, it crossed 60 today. No way. Bro, in, in no a way. week. Dude, I'm telling you, man. Like, in no way. preposterous. TJW Bytes apparently are the best way to produce this show, but it's not producing the show. And this is what I like. I like producing the show and having these long, deep conversations. But the TJW Bytes, apparently people like just listening to me yell about nonsense for a very, very short amount of time. It's a completely different audience. But doing this in the last couple of weeks, if maybe months, TJW, 60,000 views on, on That's TikTok. That's insane. The viral Absurd. potential on TikTok is, is ridiculous. Crazy. So moral of the story here is you're going to be getting way more TJW bites because we're just going to keep growing this. It's, it's growing fa- like, and I hate this, the, the quickest rising platform. But I mean, but yeah, because if one's already established, the one comes, but bro. Yeah. 
TJW bites are blowing up and it's with strangers. <laughs> it's with random people. You know what? The first time that I found out that we had US audience, I'm like, no way. We don't even know anybody there. Who's listening there? <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. That's how I feel now. Every time somebody comments, I'm like, no, bro, no way. I don't even know these people. Look at this, man. And then every once in a while, somebody will just come at the, the comments hating, but very, very few. And I'm like, bro, bro 60, how did you put up with this? People how did you put up with this? Almost enough to fill up this stuff. Yeah. Like this, this stadium. Like that's crazy. crazy. Yeah, I know. I love it, man. Yeah, bro, we're blowing we, up. We appreciate every single one of you. Yes, thank you, everybody. All right, now let's talk about what got us to the dance, and that's the footy of it all. Um, Canada. Have you heard of them? It's this nation. We the North. Cold-ass right nation. Right here, man. bro. Cold-ass Cold nation, bro. They officially, we, nature, yeah. officially qualified for the World Cup, dude. Canada. 100% love it. Absolutely. Like, that's I, that honestly is something that I never would have thought would happen in my lifetime. I genuinely didn't think that that was possible. And I think what started it all is Bayern Munich. Yo, well, that's the thing. But Like, Bayern Munich kind of put the world on notice with yeah. showing, you know, Alfonso Davies did, right? And then he's like, yo, he's Canadian. People are like, really, Canada? But it goes beyond that, man. It's And before I, like, fully get into it, and there's a lot that I want to talk about, about the Canadian men's national team and the squad and the the resurgence over the years. It's It's been just, what a what a journey it's been. What I loved about yesterday in particular was that the beauty of Canada is is represented in the diversity. There's very few people that you know who are like first generation Canadians because most people who are here are like, yeah, my my parents are from here, right? My oh, I was born here, but my parents weren't, or my grandparents came here when I was how old, right? Like Canada grew as a nation from just people settling from literally all over the world. And yesterday, any no, sorry, any day that wasn't yesterday, you ask somebody, hey, what's your background? People say, oh, I'm I'm Portuguese. Oh, I'm Egyptian. Oh, I'm Lebanese. I'm from wherever it is that your heritage is from. Yesterday, every single person who has Canada in their blood said first and foremost, I am Canadian. Canada qualified for the World Cup yesterday. That just thinking about that gave me chills. I was like, bro, everybody in this stadium, everyone at BMO Field, everyone watching around the world who's supporting Canada is Canadian first today, which is never the case. Canada's like the only country in the world that doesn't allow people to to make Canada their front most nation, <laughs> yeah. right? Every country in the world is like, hey, you are us, and then you are whatever your culture is. Canada's like, nah, you are whatever your culture is, and that is what makes you Canadian. And yesterday, everyone's like, Nabi, I am Canadian. And yeah. I love that. It's it's actually so, it's so nice, because as you know, it's, it's always really difficult to balance, especially when you come from somewhere else and grew up somewhere else. It's mm-hmm. very difficult to balance, like, your identity and and who you relate to most because when I'm here, I'm the Egyptian, but I'm in Egypt, I'm the Canadian guy. Right. And, and it's, it's, it, you always feel like you're from somewhere else that than the place that you're in, but mm. not like I'm 100% always hundred percent Egyptian. I'm always hundred percent Canadian wherever I am. Right. And that is, is amazing. And if we can get both of those countries and Portugal as well in the world cup, that will be, listen, TJW triple represented. Come, Come on, on, man. Are Come you on. kidding me? Come on. Lebanon. Come on, except for Lebanon. Tonight. Yeah, Lebanon. Come on, yeah. man. Listen, we can't blame them. There's, there's no, we love Lebanon. Lebanon's always on, like on the we love Lebanon. Yeah, exactly. We're, bro, these eyebrows are Lebanese right here. I got Lebanon in my hey, blood too. There you go. But yesterday, bro, 100% Canadian. If somebody had asked me, hey, what's your background? I would have said Canadian yesterday. And every other day, it's, oh yeah, I'm Portuguese, like French Canadian. Like, But I'm proper Canadian. I loved it. That's amazing. Yeah. Now, I want you to just take a few moments because I want to talk about it, but I don't want to just like spew. I want you, I want to answer intelligent questions and I know you're capable of asking them. So 
ask me about this Canadian men's national team because I would love to just talk about different elements of, of their games, the way they play, the journey and everything that has been. Yeah, I want you to actually, first and foremost, because I think this guy goes under the radar, and I know you and Joe talked about him a lot, yeah, like, recently. But what Don't is, how important is Stefan Ustaku to the Canadian team? And, and a guy right. that's representing Canada in Europe, how is how important is he in this team? Because I think if you take him out, a lot, of, a lot happens that is very different. But I know that they're capable of managing it around. So, yeah, bro. how important is Stefan Ustaku to the team? Where do I begin? You know, I just talked about how important like it was to be Canadian first yesterday. And then he, yeah. as soon as anyone asked me about Estacchio, I'm like, ah, he's Portuguese. Because that, <laughs> he is, he's Portuguese, man. The heart of the Canadian men's national team is Portuguese. And that's, that's funny. There, there's no, there's no ways about it. It's funny. The heart of the Canadian men's national team is Chabi Alonso 2.0. It's Stefan Estacchio. And we've been talking about this player for a long time. On the podcast, when we do rebuilds, we've mentioned his name before. Every time Canada seems to do something international break, we, we mention him. Yeah. And there have been times when Canada have won without him. But he's a player. And the reason I, I mentioned the Chabi Alonso resemblance is he's a player who always finds the ball and the ball always finds him. And when you have a player like that who can dictate the play and the pace of the game and a t in a team like Canada who are like... <laughs> international play is always a little bit different because sometimes there's disconnect among the players, right? It doesn't seem like they're, like they're unite or that they're bonded. It's sometimes not necessarily that there's rivalry in the dressing rooms because we very rarely feel that anymore, but often it's like the, the insurmountable pressure of top nations for top stars to deliver and, and push teams yeah. over the top. We, we feel it right with the Canadian men's national team. You don't feel it in the same way. It seems like everybody, even though there are champions league players and players who play in Europe playing next to players who play in the freaking in the Canadian Premier League, right? Like the, the, the gap in quality ought to be gigantic and yet it doesn't feel that way. It feels like it's a whole team playing in unison. And we attribute that, Joe and I in particular, because we watch a lot of this guy play, uh, to Stefan Ustakio. And when we talked about this, we talked about players who needed to get a big move soon and I was pitching them to Newcastle. Obviously, mm -hmm. they went out and got Bruno Guimaraes. That's, you know, on another level altogether. But the idea behind Stefan Ustakio was a player who always finds the ball and the ball finds them. And if they're playing in a team that, with a project that they believe in, with players of, of really good quality all around who are invested in a project, he can set the tone of the game. And you watch him play and you're like, okay, well, is he a six or is he an eight? Because he doesn't really carry. He's a dead ball specialist who always is in the right area. And to me, that was Xabi Alonso forever, yep. right? He's not the fastest, but he can spew a long ball. He can get out of tight spaces. He can be playing at the right. He can play at the top of, of the box on either end, right? To, to setting crosses or in swingers, set piece specialist. I love everything about the way that he plays. And he's Portuguese, bro. That's my guy. Yeah. No, it's, I 100% I agree. I think he's actually, he is the low key engine of the team. And if you mm. take him out, I know Canada's capable of handling it, but, but they do suffer. And it's a different The team's much game. better with him in it. Yeah. Exactly. He like, offers a lot. Moving on to that, because speaking about how they, they can handle different situations, a lot yep. of credit has to go to John Hartman, right? Because this revolution of Absolutely. Canadian football is, is, I think, solely under him because the team was nowhere near this level beforehand. No. No, the, the belief that he's instilled in the squad is something that a more technical manager couldn't have done, right? Like, you could have had you know, who's a good example of this, even in the internet, because I always want to like relate it to something that people might be able to understand better, right? Watching in Europe. Yeah. And often you'll have clubs that go in, 
or managers, good managers, I go into clubs and they're like, okay, I have to understand what the culture here means first. And then they can start to play. Because oftentimes, especially in Europe, like the culture's already been established, right? The culture yeah. and the community and the football team is all ingrained together. Here, he went from, this is not a footballing nation to this is a footballing nation. And bridging that gap is preposterous. And you can't do that through just like the it's X's such and O's. A big job. It's not, it's not the X's and O's. It's, it's recognizing the Canadian culture and recognize where you want it to be and what are the steps to get there on and off the pitch. And then instilling the players, and he spoke about this yesterday with close personal friend of the show, Christian Jack, where yeah. I want to talk about him too. Shout out to you, KJ. <laughs> Just like saying like, I've knocked on doors asking for money for this team. Like there's a time not that long ago that he was in charge of the, of the squad or, or, you know, involved in the, in the team where he's like, hey, how are we going to make ends meet for this team? Because we have to make sure that it has a sustainable program that's capable of being elevated. Now everybody wants to be a sponsor. Now, bro, you, I could, I've been watching the. I've been watching this team. I've been a fan of soccer in Canada since long before it was a footballing nation, right? Like this is a, a time. Even when we started doing the show, bro, we were doing this yeah. in 2017 before this team even had a research, right? If there wasn't really that much footy in Canada, and what we wanted to do, you and me, was be like, okay, how do we change the stigma around football in Canada? Is there possible that there could be Canadian pundits who understand the game really well and who can create content and and be smart about it? And and we tried that. And like the parallels have grown, right? The, as the, the Canadian men's national team has grown and the, the Canadian women's national team deserve a lot of credit too. This is not 100%. to take anything away from them yeah. because they had for a long time before Canada was recognized as a footballing nation is the Canadian women's national team that was Christine kicking ass Sinclair on the European stage. Killing it for they were years. kicking ass on the European stage. Like it's just that the eyeballs surrounding the game, this will only benefit the women's team as well. Totally. As the men's team does better. Because obviously we know like the, the, the men's game is, is much, has a much broader scope. And so bringing it back to John Herdman, seeing how he's been able to influence the culture on and off the shift and instilling the belief in the, player, in the players that like, just because we may not be, you know, France in terms of quality on the pitch, doesn't mean that we can't change what it means to be Canadian, what it means yeah. to be a footballing fan in Canada. Yeah, totally. And, and honestly, I love seeing that more people are talking about him. More people are... Yeah. This is like getting their feet a little bit wet into just into the idea of watching football. So uh, Bronson wanted me to convey to you that uh, he was fully cheering for Canada against Jamaica. And and that yeah. it, it, that's a 60-plus-year-old man that had nothing Doesn't to do care with for the sport. sport. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he's, he's cheering for, for Canada. Now, the amount of eyes that are going to be on Canadian football at in Qatar is, is insane. And, and in 2026, bro, Canada exactly. will be at the next two World Cups. Like, that's Guaranteed. stupid. That's that preposterous. Is stupid. Yeah. And not to mention the 2026, I know we're all in 2022. The 2026 one has North American coverage. All right. Mm -hmm. That's a whole different animal. All right. In terms of growing the game here, because that yeah. that means that, and I'm not saying you know that it would be more like more coverage than there would be if it's in Europe. Obviously, we know that that's where the the game is predicated and, and it becomes the biggest. And the World Cup everywhere is gigantic. But when the teams hosting are North American and the teams in it are good and they're North American, bro, the coverage can be yeah, preposterous. Like 100%. by then, think of what the footballing landscape looks like in four across the next four years. Right? This is a has been exponential growth that is only going to skyrocket now over the next four years because of what Canada have built, right? The foundation that they've built this on is just going to 
send them forward. Like and a lot of these players are going to be in their prime by then. By yeah, and not to mention, think of how good the young ones are, bro. Imagine yeah. in four years, the young crop of of Canada of Canadian talent, while this crop, which is currently young, will be in their prime. Like, mm-hmm. that's a hell of a team, bro. So how do you envisage this campaign going? Because obviously, making Start. it to the World Cup is is a, an achievement in itself. And honestly, I would not be disappointed in the Canadian team if they don't make it out of the group stage. Right. Because we know that there are levels to this and that the team is going to face some difficulties that they haven't faced yep. playing outside, playing within CONCACAF. Like that, no disrespect, but it really, it's basically four nations that are competing for three positions. Mm. And and now you're bringing to, into it South America, Europe, Africa, right. all those countries, all those continents. So... Well, How do you see that going? Where I where I attribute this is that it didn't used to be four nations, right? That this is the thing, is that exactly. Canada used to never be in that conversation, and now Canada finished higher than all of those. And you can talk mm-hmm. about what the quality of those squads has been. It doesn't matter. It's not about them, right? It's that Canada are better than Mexico and the U.S. right now, right? And think of yeah. historically in tournaments. If you think of a Mexico or a or a or a U.S., what are the normal expectations for them? Where do they normally finish? The best team around in CONCACAF is usually final. around a 16 quarterfinal team, right? Yeah. And this is a team that's better. It's as good as, as those teams, right? Like historically, teams of the past. Because currently on, on present 11s, they're better. They are. They're better. Mm-hmm. They can do more things. They can, they can pose more threats. And the other thing that this squad absolutely thrives on is this buzzsaw noise of being the underdog. Because even finishing top of the group and smashing everybody, right? Even with one loss, whatever... The, this this team was never afraid and they were never supposed to be where they are. And so at the World Cup, nothing's going to change, right? It's yep. going to be the same squad with the same expectations and the other nations who are going to go, eh, not a footballing nation. And then you're like, right, keep thinking that. And then, and this is the thing, because the narrative has changed over the past, even the past few months about this team, right? It used to be that this team was lethal in transition because they couldn't really hold the ball or, or dictate play. Mm-hmm. And then they became very good at that. And then they became very good at that against teams that were supposed to be doing that to them. And so you think if you're a team that's now good at dictating play against a team that's supposed to be doing it to you and that's not your strength, well, bro, hold the ball against us then, bro. Let's see what yeah. happens. Like play Alfonso Davies in transition. Play Jonathan Buchanan in, in um, sorry, Tejon, uh, Jonathan Osorio, Tejon Buchanan, it, Jonathan David in transition. And you're going to get ripped apart because just on speed <laughs> and clinical, like, you know, finishing alone, that front three can handle it. But it mm-hmm. hasn't just been, that's the thing. It's not just that they're a team now that can hurt you in transition. It wasn't always that they're a team yeah. that can believe 10 men, 10 men against Costa Rica away, pushing them back, locking them into their own 18-yard box. Costa Rica absolutely petrified of trying to do anything. Like that never would have happened. Even a year ago, yeah, nobody right. would have thought that was possible. You're, right. you're absolutely right. I think Canada has also been able to play in different climate and that and yep. the reason i bring that up is going to be very important playing in qatar even though it's november yeah. and slash december i think when canada has been a big advantage yesterday was that it was super super cold and jamaica just could not get warm literally could not get warm <laughs> into the game and canada regardless would have beat them anyway but it was yeah it, was it felt like a coronation yesterday it yeah, just it felt like no matter it could have been plus 15 no matter what yesterday and to be honest believe it or not whatever if you're outside of canada you're I don't know if you would believe this, but the Canadians, I think, will all agree. It would have been awesome to qualify winning against Costa Rica in in Costa Rica, but qualifying at home in at a home. smashing, like smashing the other team, 
I think that was the best way to do it. In even a packed out BMO field as well. Because come on, bro. Like that would have been, it's like today we qualify and they did. And just that, because imagine like all the things that happened afterwards. inevitable, yeah. If it was here, if it was sorry in Costa Rica, the coverage wouldn't have been the same. The love wouldn't have been the same. The reception wouldn't have been right. the same. It, we would have got all that today, but it would have been that it had already sunken in for a few days, right? It would have yeah. been that the result didn't matter yesterday. And now- yeah, still on a high. They're like, dude, we just qualified for the World Like, jo- okay, Jonathan Osorio will be at the World Cup. Lorenzo <laughs> Insigne will not be. Toronto FC teammates. Listen. Dude. Listen. Osorio will be at the World Cup, bro. Let him know. Let him know. Come on, B. Listen, and TFC, we could talk about TFC another day. TFC, not great. The heart of TFC's midfield too, also going to a World Cup. And it seemed like I never like to be the team where feeling like you've made it is already the win. Because you watch a lot of sports and the team that often feels that way is the team that just like that is what their ceiling is. And this is what the next thing to focus on, which is that this isn't their ceiling, right? I think that this team is a genuine, like, and you obviously have to see how the group makes it out because if they have a European giant, it's it's very, very, very unlikely that they're going to... Yeah, North Macedonia will be a big challenge in the (laughs) But I mean, if you're thinking about it in terms of, all right, like how many... You know, is I don't even know if the are the group still of are four or are they going to be of three now because they're modifying the the tournament? Is they're that, is be that four for this one? I think it is okay. All right, I think so four for this one start in the twenty twenty six. Okay, in any group, is Canada the worst team in any group? I yeah. I don't think so. I really really struggle. People to believe will that. say yes. People will say yes on sure. name. They might, but I think that this this team could be, and not to mention like. The other thing is that, like I said, it's not about the X's and O's. And that's the other thing is that this team will, will go to Qatar, not like, yeah, we've made it. That's the win. They'll go there thinking there's nobody here that we can't beat. And even if that ends up being not true and they end up getting smashed by a team, they're, that'll be foreign to them. That'll be like, well, what do I do with this? doesn't matter. Let's move on and do the next one. It's not going to be like, oh, no, we're actually not that good. It's like, nah, B, we've beaten every team that said that they were supposed to be able to beat us. So why can't we do it here too? Right. It's proper Iceland vibes. I'm loving it. Yeah, bro. We're a much bigger population. Pro- yeah. But we're way better. Yeah. Iceland had a very, very like in term like this this team Washington can do grab. way more. Yeah. yeah, this team can do it was, way, it way, was way more. It's amazing to see uh to see uh, Davies, Alfonso Davies' reaction to, yeah. to the world. Did you see that? That was amazing. Of course I did, bro. I'm yeah. Fully balled out. It's interesting to me. Like I understand why Byron would want to keep him just in terms of like he's still recovering from the heart thing. They want to make sure that he's all right. I know that the Canadian men's national team asked him, like, asked for permission from Bayern for him to be with the club just while they while they played their games. Yeah. Um, and I guess the club said, like, uh, since he's recovering from this, we'd rather keep an eye on him here and make sure he's training. But just having Davies there at BMO Field, had he been there, just to, like, celebrate with the team as it happened, it's probably for the best, because I don't think his heart could have handled it, bro. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's probably for the best, because this man, recovering from a heart condition, Listen, I'm sure I'll Bayern trust, didn't even want him watching. I trust the Bayern doctors and, and staff, because they yeah. turn people into machines, and That's Canada true. will benefit from that in Qatar. Damn straight, bro. All right, anything else on this team that you want to mention? Go Canada. Go Canada, <laughs> bro. I'm tempted to just sing the anthem. I'm so disappointed that I couldn't make it to the game. It's actually devastating, because I've been watching the team for so long that it's like, and not that long. I understand there, there are fans who have been like alive longer than me. So they've been able to attend games since they were like really bad, like in the nineties when they were weren't even, they, they couldn't even sell out, you know, tickets at a park. 
But the fact that I can't buy a ticket to BMO Field to watch the team because of uh, like a pre-sale code and they're all sold out before they actually even get on sale to yeah, the public. I'm bullshit. like, come that's, on, man. That's actually so crazy. Like this is the downside when any Toronto we sports to team starts to, to succeed. Yeah. It's impossible. Even Jamaica, like I tried to, to go to the one yesterday against Jamaica, literally sold out before they went on sale to the public. And I'm it's like, good, but it also sucks. <laughs> I'm like, damn, bro, who has time for this? Like when I'm at work, I, maybe other people have jobs where they're like sitting at a desk and so they have like, all right, I'm going to go on break now and just try to buy this the day before. For me, I'm like dealing with kids in the classroom. Like I, there's no opportunity for me to do this. <laughs> and nobody who I know who I'm like, except for Jonas, who I did ask to try to get it. And he was 2000th in the queue and didn't get them. I'm like, ah, for God's sakes, Jonas, come on, bro. Not his fault. He tried his best. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else on this? Because I do want to talk about some other stuff relating to the World Cup. No, let's let's give some other people some some shout outs. All right. Do you remember last week um, you mentioned something about Juve being knocked out? What did you say again? What did I say again? I know you You said, and I time. quote, and I quote, ha! Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, 94th minute, North Macedonia score against Italy to send current <laughs> Euro champions, reigning defending Euro champions, home before they could even qualify for the World Cup, to which I bring back an iconic Mina quote from last week. Ha! Absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Now, am I taking the piss here? For sure. Absolutely. And where I want to go with this is that, all right, there's, I've got to walk on eggshells here because there's a lot at stake tomorrow for Portugal to be advancing, all right? Oh, and yeah. people would say, well, okay, but like obviously Portugal can advance. And I would remind you that what would you say if I had told you, yeah, well, Italy drew North Macedonia. Your words would have been, bro, at the house on Italy. Come on, Italy aren't going to, what do you mean? And so crazier things have happened, right? I firmly believe that the God of the universe or footballing gods, whichever hierarchy of power you want to have here, knew the, the Toronto infrastructure and said, there cannot be Portugal versus Italy. I'm so confident mm. of this, that if Portugal had conceded the penalty against Turkey, and Turkey went on to score that penalty, Italy would have won the game. Somehow, cosmic flukes, right. this would have happened. Because as soon as, if Turkey scored that, Turkey had momentum, maybe Turkey goes through ahead of Portugal. In which case, Italy would have won. Because then yeah. it would have been, but as soon as they missed that, the footballing gods knew, okay, Portugal will now be advancing. And therefore, 100%. Italy cannot advance because yep. the, the, the infrastructure of Toronto simply cannot Toronto handle Toronto versus Portugal. It couldn't ha Portugal versus Italy it, here. Forget Europe. In Europe, bro, this wouldn't have been a problem. Spain divides them and then France. There's, there's, there's gaps. Here, there's no gaps. There's Toronto. No. <laughs> there's Toronto, which is like north and south. South is Portugal. North is Italian. And collectively... It just, it wouldn't have worked. It, they just couldn't handle it. Toronto Police Department would not have been able to handle the mayhem in the city. No, no, nobody would have. It would have just been anarchy and chaos. And so now, I mean, it's always just nice. I have a grin on my face. It's so, I just hope to God, like with everything that I am and everything that I have, <laughs> please let Portugal advance tomorrow. Please, dear God. Because otherwise, man, it's, it's going to be a boring World Cup without Portugal, like globally, without Portugal yeah. or Italy there. No, we have to it's see not Ronaldo's be as much World Cup. Come He's got to be there. Come on, Ronaldo's man. Yeah. Not just that, but I was talking about this on, I made TikToks about them. They got, you know, freaking thousands and thousands of views. And I actually, I made a prediction early on in the game based on how Portugal was playing because they were flying early in the game. They were tearing mm. them apart. And I went, Fernando Santos, hey, 
you know how to wait a second here. Who is this guy? What's going on here? Because he knew I got to come out and play for this. And he did. And Portugal played to 4-3-3 with a terrible defensive lineup, like the worst one I'd ever seen. And so the strategy here was quite simply, don't allow them the opportunity to attack us. The best yeah. defense is a good offense, and so we're going to take it to them. And it worked. And to be honest, Portugal, if they had if they had just played that system the entire 90, could have been comfortably 3-4-0, maybe more. And I'm not disrespecting Turkey. It's just that Turkey couldn't get going when Portugal were attacking. Yeah. But in the typical Fernando Santos style, once he feels like they're comfortable enough, time to take the foot off the Tigers' neck. And when that happens, well, Turkey can exploit a very, very weak Portuguese defensive lineup and play through them. And to be honest, and then when they conceded the penalty, which you could talk whether or not it was soft, whether or not it was deserved. I personally think it was a ridiculous penalty, but I understand that there could be bias perceived in that. So whatever, even if the penalty is awarded, the footballing gods have a funny way of operating where they said, no, like they're going to miss this penalty. And then they did. And so the fact is Portugal were inviting a lot of pressure at that time. And I, and I said this on, on one of the TikToks, I was like, you know, this team in terms of quality should be challenging for the world cup itself. The actual like lifting the world cup trophy. Yep. You can't be inviting pressure in a qualifier because you think you're up to no, like it just, it doesn't work. You can't, you can't do that. No, Poland, England guys like go, this team can't do that. And then you got to just beat them. You got to like, forget sending a message, sending a statement. Nothing about this Portuguese team has ever been able to just like effectively defend ever since the new crop of players came in. And I understand yeah. the Euro of 2016. Believe me, I celebrated that one. And that completely style was entirely predicated team. on shutting teams out. That is not what this team can do anymore. Really it's a completely team. different side. And so I think whether or not Portugal make it tomorrow, Fernando Santos can't be like, he just, it's wasting the golden generation here. If this is Portugal's golden generation, which it very well might be, maybe the next one will be. Maybe the 2026 World Cup Portuguese squad is even better because Fernando Santos isn't there and the old Portuguese players aren't there and the team's more cohesive, whatever. I'm, I'm here to listen to that. Are you saying... Portugal's better without Cristiano. No, that's not what I'm saying. Of course <gasps> We've not. We've got bro. the headline. The what City I'm saying has is shown his bias against Cristiano. What I'm saying is that, as we can see with even the Canadian team, the squad is the most important thing. And Ronaldo's the best player in the squad, but that doesn't uh-huh. necessarily mean uh-huh. that he's the most uh-huh. important player to the system of the squad. Uh-huh. You understand? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so... <laughs> and so... Whether or not Portugal qualify, which hope to God, knock on wood here, that they do. If Fernando Santos is in charge, Portugal is not winning the World Cup. With a different manager in charge, they might. And so I think... Definitely if, push um, them. And they don't... To push for a semifinal. Yeah. Oh, big time. At least. Bro, on paper, this squad, even Easy. when they're attacking, bro, with a garbage lineup, they're still better than most teams. Like, But when they change the, the perspective... It's, it's almost like it has to just be shaken up. It has to be refreshed. Fernando Santos did a lot with the squad. I understand he won, he won more than one national team trophy, which is a huge accomplishment. But it's like you either live, what is the quote, the Batman quote, you either die a hero or live long enough to, see yourself, long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yep. And it's going to be one of those things because you can't, this squad is going to just wilter away. Like this squad at the World Cup, what's going to change than the one that they just played in um, the last World Cup or the last Euro they played in? Nothing. It's going to be exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, it's it's I that that system agree. doesn't work at the World Cup, so you need somebody to change it up because, with the refreshed version of 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 how the squad can play, well, they might do some serious damage. They might be able to go out and actually make like contend for compete for the World Cup. That's a semifinal. That's a final. That's winning it, man. And forget the Portuguese yeah. bias in me. Like 
in terms of quality of the squad, take the flag away. Look um, at the quality of the players. Yep. That's it, man. Definitely good enough for for at least at least a semifinal finish. I hope so. And yeah. so, but we can't read too far into this because Portugal haven't qualified yet. Which brings me to the next point. If North Macedonia are able to slay two European Listen. giants, Listen. Right? Italy and Portugal, are North Macedonia one of the favorites for the 2022 World Cup? Because, bro, they, come on. They're, they're giant killers. Listen. Why not? Pandev at the World Cup. Hey, you heard it here from right here. <laughs> no, really. I hope, I hope to God it doesn't happen. But if it does happen, first of all, I'm showing up at your house in a, in a black suit and black tie because the condolences are in full effect. But Bro, believe if, me. If it does happen... I won't be here. I'll be somewhere in the meadow crying. I'm going to find yeah. rain. Some, I'm just going to drive until I find <laughs> rain and then just lay... Like, just kneel in, like, a, a dress shirt, like a white dress shirt. So it's, I'm going to look like Ryan Gosling in a movie. Any movie that Ryan Gosling's in. Always the same, bro. All of it, yeah. Always. All of it. I'm going to look like a proper notebook guy right here. And I'm going to grow hair just so I have bangs that are going to be wiltered and wet. And that's it, man. Listen, if it happens, North Macedonia is winning the World Cup. Bro, you heard it here first. But I hope it, but I hope it doesn't happen. Can we go so team? far as to say, okay, how about this? Here's an interesting question. There have been 20 teams that have qualified for the World Cup. 12 are still right. to qualify. That includes yeah. Portugal or North Macedonia, whatever. Of the teams that have qualified, giants like Germany, Brazil, Belgium, France, Spain, England, Argentina, Argentina. Canada, and then some hey. other nations who are also very, very good. Obviously, Canada not in the same bracket as the other ones, but hell, I'm not going to not mention them. <laughs> as the winner of the 2022 World Cup already qualified? I have to say yes. Mm. I have to say yes. Interesting. Based on, based on chances alone, I have to say yes. Because I who's mean, left? You, what's left is, is basically uh, you've got Portugal, and I don't believe they're going to sack... Um, I don't. I, I honestly, I don't believe they're going to sack Fernando Santos because if he gets them to the World Cup, I think he's built enough credit by winning those two trophies mm. that that the leaders of the Portug Portuguese FA don't want to just like let him go. The players but might even, though. even though that would be the best thing for them. I think that I 100% agree with you. It's the best thing for Portugal to get rid of Fernando Santos, and I just don't think that they would do that. If and they the did, would your opinion change, or not until you yeah. see the replacement manager? Um, if yeah. I would have to wait for the right, for the right. placing manager, but it might there is potential for my opinion to change, and I'm not discounting Portugal because of Portugal, discounting mm. Portugal because of who the leader of the team is, yeah, um, or the manager of the team. And then yeah. what what uh, what else is left is five African nations, and historically, and and my country being one of those, they don't really perform too well in the World Cup. Uh, right. There were no. African nations in in the knockouts last season, mm. or last last time out last in Russia, yeah. but so so I I can't use one of them as a, a World Cup winner. Maybe a dark horse, for example, mm. if the worst case scenario for me to happen tomorrow and Senegal goes through, I think Senegal could be a dark horse. But I I hope they to God that, that they don't make it to right. the World Cup. <laughs> I could see Egypt playing back to back World Cups, and then also see Canada playing back to back World Cups. What a moment! But. Uh, other than that, I'd have to say one of the big European boys, maybe maybe a push from the South Americans, but that's that's pretty much it. I don't see really Brazil. I, bro, Brazil, I I'm not Brazil, 100%. Brazil made like a resurgence, Brazil, bro. Brazil have Brazil made, made a resurgence. resurgence they have actually a, like an underrated, like it seems like not that long ago you're looking at Brazil squad, like what happened to all the ballers? And now you look yeah. at them, they're like, oh, damn. Like, oh, they're back. 
like, bro, their midfield and defense, like they have so such solid core they that do. they can find some flair throughout. But I feel like they have enough they to offset what Neymar, how how far he's he's kind of fallen. <laughs> no, I, and honestly, Coutinho's resurgence is only going to do them a world of good. And I think that they can definitely be finalists, but then it's a 50-50. So I'm, I don't know. But right. I don't think Argentina Argentina's going to go that far. However, they have a within bit of resurgence the too. ones... They're the not ones too bad that are either. the qualified teams, I'd have yeah. to say the one that comes from there. Because then it's about, let's analyze how far these teams are going to make it and then how much luck is going to be. But remember right. when we said for Russia that we both put Germany and Brazil in the final and, and they like both flopped out Did of we? the World Cup so early? Yeah, we both put them in the final. And yeah, Did, I know I, you've tried That was a long time ago. Like, yeah. No, but I do remember having those meetings together and we drew it out. I, I remember we, that, bro. We did remember TJW's draw, yeah. coverage, bro? We had like, I made segmented clips for each group. Remember we said, we um, we put, we said we Nigeria said and both. Iceland were coming out of a group with Argentina and Croatia in it? Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. That was just street. That was just, no, no, but that one was just was like shit house. No, yeah, that was shit house. That, that wasn't even like real takes. That was, I had this jersey yeah. on. I had the other one over here. <laughs> I was like, nah, B, come on. These are the ones. <laughs> yeah, we put Nigeria making it out of the group stage because of how saucy the jersey was. They were like, we need exactly. to see more games played yeah. in this jersey. And Iceland, we were like, bro, what's Messi going to do against this low block? <laughs> <laughs> and then Croatia uh, were like, yeah, all right, bro, let's just go like to the finals here. We're like, damn, <laughs> where did that happen? <laughs> that was just yeah, strange so by TJW. We can, we can say whatever we want, but I think yeah, man. the qualified teams, I think currently the winner comes from there. I, I have to. John Chance right. alone. From from Europe or from South America? I'm willing to entertain Brazil. And then right. either Germany, France, Spain, I think, can make an outside shout. But that's pretty much it. Yeah. All right. I could... I'm willing to listen to those as well. Listen, the thing is, there's it's still so far away. There's a lot to talk about. And the fact is, we, we already know, like, as much as we're entertaining a discussion here, the, the winner is coming from Canada. Because Canada are winning. <laughs> <laughs> we know this already. But to the rest of the squad, listen, between, you know, the ones that I named, like, I love the World Cup, bro. I'm so disappointed that's not in the summer because it's always, like, the most fun in the summer to just, you know, be off the, like, like August after the World Cup, bro, is the most listen, fun Mariah month Listen, Mariah Carey world. is going to sing All I Want for Christmas is You at the opening of the World Cup in Qatar. You heard it here first. In November? Yeah, and instead instead of freaking beer in the summer, I'm going to be drinking hot chocolate waiting to see the, mm. who's going to lift the World Cup. Yo, what time are these games going to be on at? Are oh, they going to be on a, like Qatari time? Be, or North America, or uh, like bro, like broadcast European, Canadian, North American no, it's time? it's definitely going to be in Qatari time so that so that it's like 9 p.m. local, which I think is is like noon-ish. All right, that's not that bad. As long as it's, it's not like 3 a.m. here. If it's 3 a.m. here, you remember when we had to wake up at like, for the oh yeah, oh, what game was it, bro? To wake up at like Russia. five a.m. for France versus like Australia. Iceland. That's the one. No, it's France yeah, versus France, Australia. Australia. It's yeah. that one. And it was like yeah. a one-nil win. Oh my god, which we fell worse. asleep for because we had to wake up at four a.m. Yeah, yeah, crazy. What, bro? Those are the days, man. I remember the early. <laughs> I had a, I worked that tournament for TSN. I was off that day, yeah. but I had I had colleagues who so had to be at TSN for three a.m. And I'm like, God, what do you even do? Like, how do you even? And I worked overnight shifts for the Olympics. Like, like I know how to do overnight shifts, but this was just like the dead of morning shift. That's the thing. Yeah. It's not even like it was overnight. If it's overnight, fine. You sleep during the day. This is like you're waking up at 1 a.m. to now be awake until 5 p.m. Like, that's horrible, bro. 
can't yeah. do that. We we didn't speak till like halftime. Me you and Alex just looked at each I other remember and, that. and that was it. Hilarious. <laughs> you remember we know I just I remember knocking on the door being like, all right, bro. And we said everything with our dead eyes. We're like, all right, you ready? And you're like, yeah. that was hilarious. And I then we slept, slept right through, through the, the 9 a.m. game. Yeah. No, we both we slept through the 9 a.m. game, which was Croatia versus Iceland or something. I don't even I think that was the game. And I remember being excited about that one. And we just <laughs> slept right through it, right on the couch. Yeah. TJW memories, man. Bro, speaking of which, happy five years. I didn't even open the show with that. Yeah, last week, happy five years. Last week, we celebrated five that. years of the Jersey Wall podcast, baby. Yeah. Five time, five time, five time, five time, five time. Booker T said it first. The five times the Jersey Wall has celebrated a spin around the, the sun, right? That's what a year yeah. is. Yeah, basically. Boom. Anyway, bro, that's pretty much Science. it. We're almost done here. Final thoughts. We didn't get enough bro talk in this one. Tell me about some other stuff. Tell you about some other stuff. Yeah, bro. So, let's close this episode out with some more nonsense. Uh, sleep is is very necessary, and I have not been getting enough of it. <laughs> Dude, you are busy <laughs> this weekend. Normally, yeah, you're hard to get a hold of as is, but normally I can I can get through. I I remember when I spoke. I called you today on my lunch. It was the first time in four days that I'd heard your voice because I'm like, what is going on with this guy? I called you. Must have had four or five times this weekend. I sent you a text, never heard anything back. I was like, okay, let me just make sure this guy's alive. Yeah, they were for good reasons. I texted reason, so you. Like I, yeah. at, I called you at 11.30 on a Monday morning and I woke you up. Yes, <laughs> like, you bro, did. I felt so bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I honestly, I woke up today at like 8, sent yeah. a couple like good morning messages as you do. Yep. And then looked at, looked at the clock and I was like, it's 8, I should probably get up. But I'd slept at like 2 a.m. Mm. And I was like, okay, let me just shut my eyes for another 15 minutes. And then 1130, you called me and, and that was the longest 15 minutes of my life. Yeah, that was 15 minutes later. Dude, I get sometimes so tired. I call it heart disease tired. I don't know if you ever heard of this. I made it up. Basically, you know how a lack of sleep can eventually lead to heart disease? Yeah. I wake up sometimes so tired that I feel the early stages of heart disease. I can feel <laughs> it in my chest. I'm like, this is it. This is what they're talking about. <laughs> I'm like, bro, I have actual heart disease fatigue right now. And this morning when I woke up, it was one of those. Because I was That's so ready so to go to bed last night until so you dramatic. sent the stupid message in the chat about, about Will Smith slapping the piss out of Chris Rock. And I was like, damn, this is what my next hour and a bit is going to be. And <laughs> I did not fall. And then it was a thousand degrees. I don't know about you, bro, but these sheets, we need to get sponsored by like a cool sheets company that just makes like sheets that it's impossible up, to get hot in. Because up. these sheets, bro, and this is this is the part of the episode of routine. So I was like, Nathan, we don't care. But maybe you can relate to this. It's a, if you're a hot sleeper like me, bro, you Same. cannot sleep in sheets that that keep heat. And these ones retain heat. And I remember, like, there's no way to turn your entire. You're just hot, no matter which you feel way. So wet. You're and like, like, oh soggy. my god, this sucks so Why is bad. My back so damp. It's Ugh, the worst. It's the absolute worst. And bro, speaking of, I, I know I'm wearing a hoodie right now, bro. I'm going to keep wearing hoodies until like August. And then I'm just going to reveal the absolute shred city that I've, nice. that I've undergone because bro, your boy's getting beefy. Your boy's getting nice. so beefy. I have, <laughs> I said I was going to weigh myself every month just be, and weigh myself for me isn't really weigh myself. It's like, I have the, well, you disproved the scale, but I still believe in it. The Renfo scale, hmm. which is supposed to tell you like the advanced analytics of, of your body, right? Muscle mass, you know, density and metabolic age and, you know, all this other hydration level, everything. It just tells you all this stuff. You step on the scale. And so I'm like, all right, I'm only going to do this like once a month so I can note, you know, notable changes that have occurred over the month. 
And bro, yeah. I've been working out like ever since actually without you, bro, telling me that first day that you came back from Canada and signed up, what day was that? Uh, that like very early in, in February, I think. Yeah. So it's been like, early, uh, like a month and a half probably ish now. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. feel like I've gone. I very rarely miss a day now and it doesn't feel like I've been going that long. But if you hadn't told me that That's I had amazing. that membership for several months before that, and I didn't go once. And now I've been going pretty, very, very consistently. And it's always like push, pull, legs, push, pull, legs. Push, Honestly, pull. you just need like, that's Once what it is. Easy, it's, it, you just need a push. Like I, I only went because of my cousin was going so constantly. Right. And then now you're going because I was going constantly. Am, and now someone else is going to go because you're going constantly. It's, yeah, bro. It's Let nice. us be the motivation. Nice TJW, we're tightening it up. The T in yeah. TJW stands for toy. And that's what we keep <laughs> it around here, bro. And the J stands mm. for jacked. <laughs> mm. What's the W stand for? Come on, we need something. Stands for whoa, because it's what people say when they, they see us. Yeah. Tight, toy, jacked, and whoa. Mm, TJW podcast, the fitness pod. We're That's switching so it bad. up this year. We went hey. from the Iron Pharaoh to toy, jacked, and whoa. Boom. <laughs> That's it, bro. Yeah. Bag recovery, man. Hey, ba- I was just going to say bag recovery, man. Inside jokes, bro. <laughs> I think we're rambling. Absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Yes. We're filling. We're getting to an hour, and we're here now. So that wraps up this week's episode of the podcast another one in the books another one up another one down guys thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the jersey wall podcast as always i've been your host mr nathan santos we hope you enjoyed this one this was a lot of fun who knew international break could actually be fun casual it very rarely is but i guess because there's there's things at stake right now yeah there's things at stake and so this was actually less bro talk than we normally have but and more footy content and honestly that's what you listen to the jersey wall podcast for so we're happy to have delivered it to you don't forget to go to elmontyouthsoccer.com and enter the promo code TJW10 at checkout to save 10% on your order. I have been Nathan Santos. Find me on Instagram at the Nathan Santos and everywhere else at MasterChef Nay, including on YouTube and on TikTok, where you can find TJW Bites, the fastest growing hashtag in sports. Mina, where can we find you? find me on Instagram at <laughs> mina.gali98 and on Twitter I'll follow you back if you can find me Boom. follow the Jersey Wall Podcast on Instagram at TJW Podcast and that is it for this week's episode we hope you enjoyed take care everybody we'll see you next time right here on the Jersey Wall Podcast baby woo